I'm gonna get all your throat clearing done. Yes, I'm done now. Thank you. Alright, so we'll get started. Yes. We've been talking about this for a while. We have. So this is episode one of The Rookies. Somehow. I, of the names that we thought of, the fact that we came up with some really good ones that we won't give publicity to because they already exist as podcasts. Exactly. But no one had come up with The Rookies. I know, which is pretty surprising, especially when you're talking about like a parenting-based podcast or... Or even for anything. <laughs> exactly. This is, there's nothing in the name the rookies that even suggests parenting, which is probably makes it not a great name. <laughs> people, well, when we get famous and people come looking for us, it'll be a lot harder for them to categorize. We're just gonna have to grow by word of mouth. This is true. So, why are we sitting here today? Why did we decide to do a podcast? Do you want to talk about, like, inspiration, where it initially came from, or just sure. purpose behind this? Well, specifically, we're having a baby. You're yes. having a baby, but I'm going to watch <laughs> yes. most of it. And you, you kind of helped a little bit. I so. did. Yep. Uh, not to brag, but I had a little bit of a part to play in it. <laughs> um, no, but okay, so we're going to talk about that, and today we're going to talk about kind of the experience of pregnancy. And then um, we'll do a second episode, kind of looking forward to labor, which may or may not be like tomorrow. It could be any time now, exactly. <laughs> or it might be two weeks from now. Um, and then we'll we'll get on some sort of schedule going forward after that. So what is your inspiration? Well, I think jointly our inspiration would be kind of two tiers so with the first it would be we've been listening to other podcasts that we very much enjoy and i don't know if we should drop their names or not well they're not paying us so let's this uh, is true let's stick away we'll from see that. if they decide to take out a paid sponsorship <laughs> anyway so we very much enjoyed listening to podcasts uh, that have similar layouts in regards to free discussion and just open-endedness and you know open flow of conversation between friends and or loved ones. Um, but in addition to that, I think the main catalyst or main point of wanting to start this was to have documentation of our experiences so that we can share that with family and friends and people who might be going through similar situations and for having some like form of record, record or diary, a verbal diary, so that our little one when he finally decides to show up, can listen back on this and really kind of know where we were and how this experience kind of shaped us as parents. Yeah, so I think one of the things that happened over the course of uh, of our pregnancy is you found a, was it a journal from your grandfather? Yes, yeah. It was two, actually. Like, right before I found out, or right before we found out that I was pregnant, I found just one of those little baby journals from my great-grandmother talking about my grandfather, which was pretty meaningful and amazing. And then the other one was my great-grandfather's diaries going back like year for year with just daily activities. And it kind of just outlined, you know, the mundane, but also then really special events in life. And it was pretty special to read those and kind of see his perspective on those events. 
I think it's a great idea. And uh, I hope that this format lives on in the way that a simple notebook can. Um, obviously, we're putting some faith in the digital aspect of things, but um, I'm also excited on the interim um, when our baby still doesn't speak or listen or do any of those understand English um, that we can share it with other people. And, uh, you know, obviously we're at a time in our life where a lot of people that we know and love are going through similar things. So um, hopefully we can uh, spark some conversation and, and have some uh, interesting dialogue. So I'll start that interesting dialogue by asking you a question. There's a human baby inside of you. Why don't you think that that is as weird as I do? <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. I think we're, as women, we're just pre, I don't know, programmed to just think that that's a normal, you know, point of existence and <laughs> part of what we're meant to do if you choose to do it. Because nine months ago, there was no baby. You're right. It's pretty amazing. But there's a person in there. There is. It's with a, the personality. A person. You've assigned him most of his personality. Yeah. We'll find out how true that is. I think he's going to be stubborn and he's also going to very much enjoy sleeping in and stuff like that. Kind of like his mom. Just like know? his mom. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Hopefully he won't be late. Hopefully he'll be early, like his dad typically. <laughs> that's a that's a great point. Yes. Um, if he's anything like you, he won't want to be early because once he gets here, everyone else won't be ready for him, and they'll be like, "Oh, I wasn't going to show up for another two weeks." So exactly, I don't have any of the fanfare scheduled that I would have had otherwise. And even though we're patient people, we don't really like waiting, you know. Right. So well, that um, you know, we'll do what we can. So let's let's talk about one of the more interesting thing that's things that have happened uh, in kind of the juxtaposition of how people treat you as a pregnant woman and how people treat us as a pregnant couple, I guess, by extension. So let's start on the negative side and I'll ask why do people feel like they can be meaner to a pregnant woman than they could to a total stranger who's not pregnant? I don't think it's meaner per se. I think it's that people don't have filters sometimes and they say things perhaps they shouldn't say because they don't perceive it as being insulting. It's, it's a conversation starter. People see a pregnant lady and they feel like that is their hook mm -hmm. that they can, you know, if you see a guy in the street, unless he's wearing, you know, your favorite band's t-shirt, you, you don't really know what you're unless you want to start talking about the weather. but So I guess people are probably wondering, like, what's happened to them? Why are why are people why treating are her horribly? Um, so there's a Not horribly. Not horribly, but somehow all of these experiences have seemed to have taken place at the same supermarket. Um, so maybe there's something specifically going on over there. Maybe they didn't like us before we got pregnant, and now we're just getting it taken out. But do you want to go through what the what the first cashier said to you? So you know, with to put some context around these things, it's all things that you know. In the con, you know, you go up to somebody, and it's either the clerk at the store, or the cashier, or the person bagging your groceries. And um, why don't you go through some of the things that people have said to you? Okay, when this with. Oh, the store that will go unmentioned specifically uh, with the cashier situation. Uh, we went to check out and basically, of course, as cashiers do, they say, you know, how are you doing today? And it's like, I'm fine. You know, you return the, the sentiment. How are you? And she's like, well, I'm doing better than you. And we we're just like, what? And 
it was in regards to the fact that I looked so very pregnant and I guess uncomfortable or what have you. Is that a proper recollection of it, the, the storyline? It absolutely <laughs> is. And I will add my context that you didn't look uncomfortable. You look pregnant. You look very pregnant, but you are extremely mobile. It's not like you're moping around or it's amazing. This I can look still walk. Your, I know, you know it is amazing. You can still walk, <laughs> but you know it's a testament to your to your power and, and your will. But I think if you gave her another chance to say it, what she probably might, would have meant to on say. the second try, she would have yeah. said, "Well, what I meant to say was at least I'm not nine months pregnant," which is still pretty offensive. It is. Um, I mean, I think I like darn good for for nine months pregnant you do and people have have... to illustrate that i gained a fairly substantial and or decent amount of weight so i was a reasonable weight and coming into this whole situation and i probably gained anywhere from like probably closer to like 40 pounds at this point so that's a that's a hefty hefty sum so (laughs) it's not 100 percent unreasonable that somebody would just assume that one who is 40 pounds heavier than they once were well, it's uncomfortable. Well, that, that gets into our next example of people being mean to you. <laughs> um, Segway. And this one, I'm not sure. Are we allowed to say why this gentleman was in front of you during the course of your profession? I don't know which one we're referring to right now. All right, I'll beep it out if we're not allowed to say it. Um, Just context so, clues. So your role as a police officer, one of the things you're responsible for is registering individuals who have committed a certain type oh. of crime that gets <laughs> them on a certain registry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And We're not mentioning names. All right. Well, I don't even know his name, <clears throat> luckily. Um, but he came in and saw you for the first time in a year. Right. And his statement to you was? He said that... I looked like I had gotten old. (laughs) Mind you, I'm 32. So you're 33. I'm 33. Oh, that's right. Darn it! I did get older, but um, (laughs) he was right. (laughs) He was right. It's amazing. Every year you get older. Um. So yes, and I mean, I was. That was the beginning of third trimester, where you're kind of feeling pretty exhausted anyway. And I was doing some extra stuff for work, so. I may have looked tired, and that probably led to some sort of, you know, feeling of him being able to say, you look older and or horrible or something. And I was just like, well, I am, you know, pregnant, so perhaps that's what you're seeing. Now, my recollection of when you first told me that story, and I, I might be wrong, is that he said, you look worse than before. Oh, no. I don't think he said I look worse than before. I think he just said, you look older. And maybe he followed it up with, like, you look less fantastic. And just to clarify, by older, I mean worse. <laughs> by worse than before. Maybe I, I blocked that part out because that was actually extremely insulting. No, I may have just been remembering the story in the way that I thought it would be the funniest and the least appropriate. <laughs> and the most offensive. That right. sounds about right. Okay, so then the third one came just a few days ago back at the grocery store. Uh-huh. I sent you, or you went off on your on your own to get some almond milk. Mm-hmm. And you ran Coconut in, almond milk. Coconut almond milk. Best thing ever. Which has nothing to do with your pregnancy. You've liked that for a long time. And mm-hmm. you ran into a, a, a boy, a man, stocking the shelves. And, and what did he say to you? He let me know that the Chips Ahoy <laughs> cookies were two for, I don't know, buy one, get one free, or two for some sort of, I don't know, best price. And then he pointed over the Pringles and said, oh, yeah, the Pringles are on sale, too. And so 
I don't know. He, he then went into something about how when his mother was pregnant that she had odd cravings and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, you know, perhaps I want to eat healthy and I don't want Pringles and cookies. Not that they don't sound fantastic, but... Well, I mean, we haven't been like <laughs> exclusively eating healthy. It's not like we were like, "Are you kidding me?" This is true. We're not eating. But it's not like he knew that. He didn't it was know just that, a right. huge right. assumption right. to Which jump right into. Which gets to the point back of like people just blatantly being mean to you in a way. Like you wouldn't <laughs> do that if you saw somebody that was overweight and they were just walking down the supermarket aisle. You wouldn't be like, "Oh, are you looking for the Oreos, sir?" <laughs> that would be highly I bet offensive. you like the double stuff. <laughs> You can't say that to somebody, but people feel like they can say it to pregnant women only because it is theoretically a temporary affliction. Right. It's like pregnancy is a license to say insane things. Yeah, a license to well, yeah. Well, for me, I guess, for and you, for other people. Right, because we'll touch on pregnancy brain in a little bit, if you will. This is true. Um, and if you want, in a little bit. Um, okay, so it's not all been negative. We've had some really positive interactions as well. For sure. One of the things we've started doing is going for walks in the evenings and on weekends where we'll just, uh, we live on a main street, so we don't have really like a neighborhood, so to say. So we'll drive to a nice neighborhood and just walk around. Um, So when you are a resident of a nice neighborhood and a nice young pregnant couple shows up to walk around, it's pretty much the most disarming situation that you can have and we've had people be super nice to us I I think if you weren't pregnant and we were just some random set of people in a nice neighborhood they'd think we were casing the joint they were definitely casing the joint and we're thinking about being in some houses but instead they wave and say hello which I think goes to a point that you had made on one of these walks where you thought that that would be a fantastic guy's I think so. If 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 our careers don't work out and we want to become um, criminal people, um, criminals as they're what known. is that that du- that devious duo? It's uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. yeah. If we want to become like a low scale, nonviolent version of Bonnie and Clyde, yes, you're just gonna throw like a throw pillow underneath your shirt, and mm-hmm. we're gonna walk around, and we could case a neighborhood for hours. It's amazing, and nobody yep. would. They would Wouldn't be. Wouldn't bet on I. No. No. They would be handing us like, oh, are you, you take a pizza menu. Are you guys thinking about moving to the neighborhood? It's great. Here's our trash schedule. Um, I think it's a great idea. I did too. If we we probably shouldn't promote that though, considering our line of work. But you know. well, we're gonna we'll use aliases. This is true. It'll be fine. Not only, or I should say, perhaps more realistically, um, than becoming um, the well, actually, you know, as I say it. It would be a pretty cool story like on the Fox 25 News when they find out that a pregnant couple is breaking into houses. Like we'd get some cool like have you seen this couple situation. Like we get a lot of that's like a made for local news story. They love that sort of thing. And I'm sure they'd come up with some fantastic tagline for us. Yeah, we'd get like an alliteration. Like not funny enough to think of one off the top of my head. (laughs) No, but I think my my other idea when it comes to new neighborhoods and being pregnant was to start going to open houses mm-hmm. on the weekends for really nice homes when you're pregnant. To get a discount. Again, a discount. Everybody <laughs> always says when they sell their house, like, oh, you hear those stories where it was the most perfect couple and we, we gave them this great deal or the couple wrote a letter and said, we just see our family starting off here and, and people are much more inclined when they have that connection with the buyer to to make a better deal 
So I think we should just start going into houses, you know, in our finest clothes and with our warmest smiles and start offering, I don't know, $200,000 less than like, the asking price. I know it's price. listed at 500000 Yeah, could, but... you, could you get the owner on the phone, please? And let's just tell him our story. Take a picture. Show the belly, you know? The, it's the belly. The belly. Like well, you said, disarming. <laughs> that would make for a cool story, too, for the kid. Like, oh, you, you, do you like this house that you grew up in? Would you like to hear the story about why we were able to afford such a huge You directly contributed to this. Congratulations. Um, so it's not all bad. Sometimes people are nice to you. Sometimes. sometimes. It's, sometimes it's helpful. Um, one thing that people have said to us a lot that I think we probably want to get a chance to react to is that they just come right out and say, your life is over. Oh, yeah. That's very true. It's a promising one. Um, I would argue that our lives have been over for years. This is true. When I think, in terms of what people are talking about when they say your life is over, Mm -hmm. I feel like what that really means is you two can't go to bars anymore. Right. We haven't been to a bar since Since our first date. Ever? And I don't really think that, that wasn't like a bar. That was like a, we went and sat at a table with friends and... It's no, like... that, w- that was a bar. That was a Friday night, okay. Saturday night, like 11 o'clock thing. I mean, you did bring your friends because you were afraid of me mm-hmm. in a first date situation. I didn't know what to expect. Which is fine. You were kind of a freak. <laughs> that was college. We were all doing our own thing. There's like long hair involved and uh, yeah, so corduroys. I don't, I, I, my first instinct when people say, oh, your life is about to be over is to be like, well, maybe your life ended, but like my life already kind of in that uh, we've been living the life of like 50 year old people since we were you know since in our mid-20s or right out of college before marriage like marriage didn't right end it for us i mean we kind of just are old souls and that's how we roll but i think arguably the life being over thing is is actually better like we enjoy each other's company. We don't have to. Is that your spin zone? Manufacture There's really fun. nothing that good to go travel. <laughs> we tra- and we see. do travel though. I wouldn't say that we don't travel. No, I mean, I mean like we've. If you're gonna put a spin zone on it, the idea would be to say we've done every good thing that the earth has to offer, <laughs> and now we've come home to roost, and now we're not leaving our nest. This is true, but if that was the mentality. And I feel like you could never settle down because it'd always be something else to see and do. Well, that that's like a thing that some people do. This is true, I <laughs> the guess. The reason yeah. that they don't ever settle yeah. down. But but some people have different priorities. That's okay. So let's talk about this. We like to watch TV. We do. We like to watch... Our shows. Our shows. Our stories. On the DVR. Mm-hmm. At what age do I have to start letting the child dictate what's on television like that's the one part of my life that i am not ready to listen you don't even let me dictate what's on the television uh, i know and you speak (laughs) english talk about naked and afraid and you're like no (laughs) so so what what's the age like do i have another year is that a? I think there's like those baby einstein things that they start watching and all of that to like help improve their cognitive capabilities and i i think that starts pretty early how how early how young can we get him an ipad and headphones? i think there's like those like emf concerns and all of that and pl- but i mean honestly he's not going to cut into your tv time that significantly i mean bedtime's going to be 
pretty darn early. That's a and good point. And you're going to limit screen time because that's the reasonable thing to do as a parent. So I think I think right, you'll we, be okay. We want to get him watching Cops like this as soon true. as possible. Cops and Oreos. Yep. Right. I had Cops and Oreos with my dad when I was growing up. It's one of my earliest memories. I It would be cruel of me to... To not impart that same right. privilege to our son. And exactly. Cops, is on, Cops is as old as I am. It just started its 29th season. So, actually, that would be really sad if, if they, they stop. But you can just think about how if you had just come into this world now and you had twenty nine seasons of cops on demand to go through, that's that'd be pretty oof. incredible. Just think of all the nights and weekends you guys could spend bonding over cops with Oreos in hand and belly. Brilliant. All right. Uh, all right. I suppose we we'll get serious here in a second. Let's let's finish with at least this little questionnaire oh, with with one last. This isn't a question. This is a statement. Um, do you think they created Babies R Us <laughs> solely to depress people? Like, do you think that's the only reason it exists? Because it's been the aside from the room full of baby stuff that we are currently surrounded in as we mm-hmm. sit here and record this every single time i go in there and you see either someone with kids or someone that's about to have a kid they never ever look well adjusted prepared financially responsible enough it always seems like a little like skin of their teeth like well who knows how this is going to go but we're about to have a kid it might be where they're located, perhaps, or the times that we're going or something. I don't know. You think they have like a special hour for people that shouldn't have kids? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I haven't had the same feeling. I don't know. I think I get more immersed in the <laughs> the concept that follows when you're like, oh, this is going to be the crib that our baby's sleeping in. I'm not as judgmental as you are. Yeah, I'm looking around going, you're like, they seriously. shouldn't be parents. Yeah, well, that this, they're probably doing the same thing to me, so that that's fine. It just makes me really appreciate Amazon Prime that much more. Like with the doll. Do you remember the doll in the car seats? Anybody who walked by at that point was probably like, oh, he should not have a child. We should explain that. <laughs> <laughs> you playing with dolls at Baby R Us? <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't Babies R Us, first of all. Oh, that's right. It, it was, was the other one. It was the other one. Bye Bye Baby. Um, maybe they'll sponsor us. Probably not, though. <laughs> um they had the section of car seats, which we've seen at every baby store we've gone to, but this one had something that the other ones didn't. They had a pretty heavy, pretty realistic, life-size baby doll. Infant kind of doll, That yeah. was sitting in one of the seats and gave you an opportunity to kind of practice and with it him. pretty freaky looking. He was weird. being honest. Yeah. yeah. But I got a selfie with him. Yep. And I carried him around. And there were definitely other couples. Did something fall off at some point? Did his arm? I fall think an off? arm fell off. Yeah, that actually is. Ringing <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I do that remember happens. that. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> but yes. Um, okay. So let's shift and and talk seriously for a minute. One minute. Uh, for one minute, we've okay. done 23 minutes of unserious. Yeah. And then we'll we'll wrap it up with serious. Okay. Um, what do you want to talk about seriously? In all seriousness, should we talk about like background on us, or should we talk about what did we do today, or 
I don't know. I guess we really didn't give very much insight into who we are as people and how we've gotten to this point, other than the fact that we became pregnant. Correct. So you're a police officer. I am. Who just passed the bar. Yes. After going to law school. Yes. You found out that you passed the bar two what, days, two days two before days. we found out that we were having a baby. Mm-hmm. It was quite the weekend. It was. Right after you found out you passed the bar, I had to leave the house literally 15 minutes later. To Mind dr- you, I was still drying my tears. You were very emotional. I was very emotionally charged. We were both emotional. Well, three and a half years in the making. Kind of a lot of buildup for Great one letter, point. one test. Great point. <laughs> I had to leave because I had a bachelor party to go to in Connecticut. Priorities. <laughs> if it wasn't who it was, of I, course. I think I would have skipped it. You would have canceled. Um, but it was very unskippable. It was very important. And I I don't mean to say it's like I'm throwing it in your face. Like, I'm glad I went. Like, it was fun. <laughs> the The only regret I have so is, is the phone call I got once I got there. It was like a two-hour drive, and I... I checked in with you and and do you remember the very first thing you said to me mm, oh did i leave my yeah i had my wallet in your car right right so i had I no did. money and the funniest part was is before you left you were like i know i can't be here but you should really go you know do it up tonight like get whatever you want for dinner yeah i <laughs> i gave you permission to get takeout by yourself from whatever place would make you happiest extra special as if that wasn't going to be what you were going to do anyway right exactly um and yet you stole my wallet so therefore... i stole your wallet right um but you found some emergency cash i did and what did you get for dinner it was your birthday cash actually birthday i stole money. it from the card do you remember what you got for dinner um i don't couldn't have been that special then no it couldn't have been <laughs> i do feel bad about that still well you should so and then so before that we had been kind of like trying to plan conception mm-hmm. right around the bar right um we were very worried at first about what if we're too good at getting pregnant right and you get pregnant too early and you have to be pregnant for the bar for sitting for the bar and of course i thought that was okay at the time and then after going through and taking the bar i realized that that would have been a very very difficult not insurmountable but difficult task so i think that you had you know outlined that as being maybe a little bit over ambitious well <laughs> that, so i'm glad that we followed through with well that that not to me definitely seemed then. like the right idea until the bar was over and then we we were in the middle of trying to conceive and then went i will say like the first five months unsuccessfully right, right. and then you ha- kind of have that creeping doubt come into your mind of like oh no did we make a horrible mistake for like, waiting we, too long i can't believe we thought it would just happen the first time right um and and but luckily, that uh, that six month mark was was the charm. It was, and and uh, with some a little bit of help from some various forms of technology like oh, yeah. ovulation kits and stuff like that. I was like, who I helped? Just me and you. <laughs> like, Wait a second! You never told me this. <laughs> no. Talk to the mailman. We relied on some some additional resources to try and up the odds a bit. How did anyone ever get pregnant before iPhone apps? No idea. Oh, that's right. The yeah, the app too. It was like two tier there or three tier. Yeah, it's on all fronts. This, uh, y- you know, it's interesting. I'm glad that we have that because our, I think our personalities were definitely like we needed to have our f- 
finger on the pulse. A little bit of type A. Yeah, we're creeping in there just a little bit, and then you know, and then it happens, and it was it was amazing. It was great. Mm -hmm. um, but then we couldn't tell anyone for the first trimester. This is true. But we were telling everyone about the bar. Right. So it became very difficult at times to try to keep straight. Like, why people were congratulating. Why people were congratulating. It's like, all right, that's right. You. We didn't tell anybody. Never mind. Yeah. Except for, I mean, we did tell our parents before Correct. that. That was within a very short time. My right. parents were kind of just like, oh, BTW, we're prego. But with yours, your parents, it was much more special. Well, it's their first grandchild. Right. My parents. Your parents already have one. Right. That's eight nine exactly but this is the like first that. grandson so there's a little a little something special there but they didn't know that at the time true oh my dad did though my dad said remember he called Within it in two minutes of me say, or us saying that we were pregnant it was like oh it's gonna be a boy <laughs> i just know it but your parents they learned a little differently right yeah so um you said to me shortly after we got pregnant that you wanted to go to Mexico and try to get Zika virus. Yep, that happened. So I booked us a cruise. It's like pregnancy um, isn't stressful enough as it is. Right. We found we we booked a cruise. We made sure it went to Mexico, and we roped in my parents mm -hmm. and we brought them down there. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't know that we were trying to get Zika virus at the, at the time. time. No. Right. I don't think it had even. I'm trying to think if it had even been in the media at all. Because this was like the November time frame. Right. Maybe a little bit. I don't recall seeing anything about it. It hadn't been to like Mexico yet. Maybe I it wonder... did come out entirely after. That's a good point. I, I really don't recall. Although if we had told the cruise personnel, perhaps they would have known. What would they have done differently? Not gone Remember? to Mexico? They were supposed to say. You were, we were supposed to tell them. And they're like, no, there's nobody pregnant here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's actually the only funny. Not the only funny, but like and I maybe the it. one good memory from um, from that whole trip. Um, that's Dolphins. Not, that, that's Dolphins not true. We had, we had a lot of good memories. But when we checked in at the cruise terminal, I guess one of the standard questions they have to ask everyone is, is anyone in your cabin pregnant? And but we hadn't like gotten an okay from a doctor or anything like that because it was still really early on. Right. So we were like, "What? We don't know what the consequences are if we tell the truth." Yeah, we we didn't know if they were gonna like not allow us to get on the boat. Press or... a button, I'd fall through the floor or something. <laughs> so I just laughed nervously and said, "Ha ha ha! No one here is pregnant. Why do you ask? What a ridiculous question!" Ha ha ha! Can we board now? Thanks. Bye bye. We, we pulled one over on them. Yeah, we did. And then we got on the ship and we told my parents that, that we were having a baby, mm -hmm. which was Which really was very cool. adorable because we got our two little girls involved, which by our girls, uh, we have uh, two dogs, uh, Bernice Mountain Dog Shepherd Mix named Mia and a beautiful chocolate lab named Madison. And so they were very much intertwined with our pregnancy reveal for mom and dad, Heffernan Doyle. <laughs> that's a good point um so we told them and then you proceeded to spend the next five days being sick as a dog very true a mixture of seasickness morning sickness flu, overall just like why are cold, we here sickness um, on this horrible ship slash like i've been breathing in cigarette smoke for five days and right. i just don't feel good but i'll tell you we had a me and my parents had a nice time without you mm -hmm. while you were asleep all day long in the cabin yeah. in the dark with cold compresses on my head right yeah well at least you guys had fun and That's me just shuttling things. seltzer water down to you yeah and ice cream seltzer water and ice cream oh the ice cream forgot about that yeah the ice cream made it all okay 
yeah so then uh i guess we can fast forward to you coming home finding about finding out about zika and just becoming convinced that you had it and i ruined our child right because we went on this cruise and we were off the boat in zika laden land for approximately half an hour 45 minutes 45 minutes right and that that risk was just more than I could mentally and emotionally take. Yeah, I tried to give you like the hypothetical story of how much, how poor luck it would have to be for one of the very small number of Zika-laden mosquitoes in Mexico at the time to fly across the uh, the ocean onto the island of Cozumel, mm-hmm. and then to find you. Which hone in on hone me. Hone in on you. Bite the baby. Even yep. though you couldn't be, at this point, you weren't showing at all. No. And then it would like bite you in the stomach. Is that how it works? To try to sure. get right to the baby and like right suck the, belly the baby's blood. Yeah. Right to the belly button. That's yep. probably what the belly button's there for. Exactly. It's good thinking. Yep. Yeah. So I was, you know, trying to look at everything from a very um, kind of common sense perspective. I tried to calm you and that didn't work. No. Um, Unfortunately, I'm an irrational human being. So, well, no. The, to your credit, the media at the time was they were hyping it up big time. They're like, "It's the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. It's the worst thing ever. Don't worry, as long as you're not pregnant." <laughs> dun dun dun. Um, but I am pregnant. So, and like, of course, it is most you know risky during the first trimester when you're uncertain as to whether you're pregnant or not. It's like, oh, thank you for that. Even um, though it was only 45 minutes, right? It was what it was. So we come home, we're worried, um, and then we got some tests done mm-hmm. and kind of ruled out the possibility of, um, what would you call them, abnormalities right? through yeah. genetic testing uh, as well as the more typical um, plights that some families have to deal with. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So no Zika. We can move on to our next... Thing to worry about mm-hmm. gestational hypertension so you want to talk about the insurance nonsense <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty big version of it <laughs> that, that's a very good point okay I, i'm gonna give the this cliff notes version of the story pregnancy. <laughs> um one of the tests that we did after the uh coming back from mexico um was we knew it was an expensive test so you had called the insurance company beforehand and Mm -hmm. said hey i just want to give you a heads up i'm about to have this test what do i need to have um in my possession yeah are you going to pay for it right do i need a special form and the guy that you talked to said no you don't need anything it was a woman but it was a woman i'm sorry it's okay and um, they said, nope, you can just have the test and then they'll get right. the results. And All you need to do is pay your copay. You'll be fine. So it's a $35. I was like, of course, no problem. Well worth it. Totally worth it. So we have the test. Fast forward. Paid the copay. Right. Well, no, actually, they didn't even take the copay, but I assumed we'd get it in the mail. But anyway. Okay. Moving on. Test results came back negative. Correct. And we found out the gender at that point. Via email. The day before New Year's. Just like our ancestors. Yes. <laughs> Kind of like waiting till birth, you know? Right. It's exactly the same. And I have to say, it was very special. It was wonderful. It was special. Was it Thanksgiving? No. New Year's. Right before New Year's. It was New Year's Eve. Right. Because then the we day. were making the cake for yeah. grandma. Um, okay. So then how much time passes before we get the bill in the mail? I think it came like early February. So like a month. No, well, we, the test was in December though. Right. So it takes them like two and a half months to determine and then be like, oh, just... 
Just an FYI, we well, were that, kidding. That the billing that is that, just right. Yeah, it is what it is. Slow. So, when the bill showed up, how much was it for? Uh, eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand dollars for the single test. Yep. Now, you, when you first saw it, were you thinking like, "Oh, this is just a formality. Like they're sending me the bill, but the insurance is going to cover it." And no, no, you freaked out immediately. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I knew I, I had that gut feeling, that intuition. I'm like. These people don't know what they're talking about, and I should never have listened to them. And so I you, should have called ten different people. You called I did back immediately, yep. And you said, "I just got an eight thousand dollar bill, even though mm-hmm. your people told me that this was pre-approved." Right. And what did they say? Well, initially they were like, "Oh, no problem. We'll put in agreements for you. It'll all get figured out. You couldn't have possibly done anything more." And then moving forward by a little bit, maybe a week or two, three. There's an investigation done, and then they're like, sorry. Uh, yeah, we know that our representatives told you one thing, and they were wrong, so good luck. Have fun. Pay-. I'm like, we're having a baby. We can't afford an $8,000 bill. Are you kidding me? So am I remembering correctly that they actually had a recording of the call? Uh, they alleged, well... When they when you first talk to people, they they say just an FYI, this oh, may yeah, be recorded yeah. for customer service support, whatever. So I requested that later on when they denied the claim or the grievance or what have you, and said that we'd have to pay anyway. And then I re- 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 uh, requested all of the documentation, whether it be verbal, written, etc., any sort of communications that we had had. Um, but at that point, they they still haven't responded to that. So <laughs> but <laughs> they're afraid of legal action, as they, they should be. They never disputed what we were told. Like, right? They exactly. never they never said like we don't think anyone said that to you. Like it's as if they knew that somebody had said it. Like I don't know if it was in notes or something. Right. In the file. It did. Yeah. At least the first person I spoke to admitted it. He's like, oh, sh- this person never told you about yeah the um, pre authorization. Right. It's like yeah, this is my first child. I have no idea. So what were we, like, if they had given us the right answer when you called, what, what would we have had to have had done? We would have had to put in a pre-authorization form, waited for them to actually okay it. So, like, the doctor would have had to write up, this is why this test is okay. reasonable, medically necessary, etc. Then the insurance company assesses that and says, oh, well, they can say, we don't, even though the doctor thinks it's reasonable, we don't have to pay for it. Right. Um, but that all it takes up like it's a process. It takes probably a month, if not more. But but it wasn't like impossible. No, it, it told if they had told us the proper means and channels, we, we could have done it. Yeah. I mean, they may have denied it anyway. But I mean, yeah, and then we, we could have at least had the discussion we, about exactly. whether we wanted. We would to have had informed consent as to whether we wanted to spend eight thousand right. dollars. So you but, spent, I, I would say, the next two, two months, months yeah. um, preparing your litigation. A federal court. <laughs> um, you have been... And our state. I think you should just admit you've been dying to sue someone ever since you got out of law school. That's what you think. I don't... I'm a I lover, not a fighter. I live with you every day, and I, I, I do think that. Like, I'm not joking. I think you just want to <laughs> sue someone. I don't want to sue anybody. I just don't like people taking advantage of others. That's very upsetting. Don't, so yeah, I, I want disagree. to... I want to fight the injustices so i guess you could say if i'm not too happy i just you know think that people should be doing what they're supposed to but anyway so insurance thing aside that will get resolved we did find out later on that um oh well let's so not to bury the lead of the story here get to the kind of the reveal go ahead 
what with, I was just going to start saying. Yeah. Oh, so after two months of anxiety and mental anguish and my preparing legal arguments and all of the various ways that I would complain with, you know, you hired your the dad Bureau of Insurance as well as, you know, the Attorney General's office and all these other means that I was going to pursue to make them uh, pay for their, <laughs> their horribleness. Um, I talked with the actual company that provided the test and they have forgiveness programs um, in regards to how much people who don't have coverage have to pay. And so that was, it was substantially less than the $8,000 and it was a huge relief. And ultimately the, the thought was, you know, I wish that I hadn't wasted two months of our pregnancy and our time together that should have been spent enjoying the news and, and preparing for this wonderful blessing that we're going to have. Um, but I guess it's all learning experience, you know. It's I mean, like... To my credit, I never let it bother me. <laughs> to your credit, you never let it bother you. Yeah. Exactly. I was still having a good time during those two months. Well, I'm glad that you were. And I was just smoldering in my own unhappiness. But... So where we are now is um, your blood pressure has been hypertension, uh, hyper gestational hypertension, right. which is I went to medical school for I have high blood pressure and I'm pregnant, yeah. um, but it's right on the borderline. So right. they kind of draw the line. Everything under here is fine. Everything over is high, hypertension and you've been on the line or significantly below. Right for a you know a number of, Ten of weeks cases so um so now we are in the process of kind of negotiating and determining um balancing the risks of going into labor with gestational hypertension which are pretty low um right. with um the, the whole idea of induction right. um so that is although there's the added aspect of a pre-existing condition that I had before in regards to protein output and spillage or what have you. And so initially our whole experience with the medical <laughs> aspect of things was, oh, this could be preeclampsia, mild preeclampsia. You could hypothetically be, you know, hospitalized or have a stroke. And, you know, if anything goes wrong, you could be in the hospital for seven weeks or more until we can actually induce you because we found out probably close to 30 weeks that of pregnancy that that I had the the hypertension and the the protein issue. Right. So that was that was always a fun thing to to come about. So it's been two times a week where they've just been watching me and the baby and now we've gotten to the point where we're the final stretch and they really want to recommend the whole 39 week induction aspect of things, but that presents yet another concern for for me and and for Mike regarding just you know whether that's the right option or the right choice given the status of my blood pressure like if it's not over that demarcation line and it's not you know crazy high and scary then is it really worth it to take the risks of that may come along with the induction process so we went to the doctor today mm -hmm. and you had um a, a non-stress test Right. Which is where they hook two little sensors up to your belly for 30 minutes and listen to the baby's heartbeat and kind of monitor his movement. Um, the other thing that that test 
can actually see is contractions mm -hmm. and you were having contractions today that you could feel for the first time yes while you were on the monitor right. which is pretty cool it is and you were there for that i was there and i got to witness the fact that you cannot be serious <laughs> ever while you're having a contraction <laughs> The contractions started and I could watch the number on the screen yep. start to rise. And then you, you, you skipped the like laugh for a few minutes and then keep laughing and keep laughing until you're crying. You went immediately to the laughter tears. Can't even tolerate it because it's so funny. Right. And right. what was funny about it? That's funny. I, I don't know. It just was the fact that it felt kind of tickly. All right, so technical malfunction addressed. You were saying um, oh, the, the feeling. feeling of having your contractions for the first time. It was like tickling slash a little bit of a tightening of the stomach that I was not controlling. And it's a pretty weird feeling. I mean, I think I laughed the first time I got kicked, too. Like when the, That's true. the little you... man's in there kicking and you're like, I have no control over this. This is a feeling I've never experienced before. I'm not stubbing my toe i'm not itching my belly like it's just doing stuff on its own and it was pretty funny plus the numbers were going up and what's funnier the numbers going up <laughs> nothing <laughs> and you're just sitting there shaking your head at me and it's one of those things where i just can't help it you know the laughter turns to tears and it's uncontrollable we've been watching videos we've been reading books we have been saturating ourselves with information for the past two years basically about this whole idea and never once have i seen anyone laugh at a contraction or describe it as a tickling feeling <laughs> uh i am i am enthusiastic though about the possibility that you might just laugh your way through labor i know especially after doctor our doctor said you know that you know happens on occasion it's, i mean it does seem disrespectful to the baby it does seem like you're laughing at him yes. when he shows up it's like haha Maybe you shouldn't be so funny looking, <laughs> Conehead. Although, in my defense, if we're just going not to toot my own horn or anything, but when I did have to get tased for my line of work, because, you know, our department requires that if you're going to carry a taser, you have to be tased. I was, as the only female who is on the department, um, the most masculine, or I took it the best out of all the guys. But you so didn't my pain, laugh. Oh, that's true. That's it's true. not like you were crying tears of laughter Happiness. on your way to the ground. I think I chuckled a little bit at the end. As I got up, I'm like, oh, got to take the prongs out first. Then I can get up. I think I'm just I'm just tougher than the average bear. What can I say? I mean, I'm impressed. You should be. I'm excited. <laughs> um, you get to experience this room full of laughter and t happiness tears. You're, I, I bet you can't even wait. So we're going to... Um, We'll stop it here. Yeah. And I, I guess we'll tease the next episode. And I we're planning on getting one in before we go into labor, I guess. Best oh, but case we should scenario. mention though that the doctor did say that we were a tad bit dilated, which is good news. She touched the baby. She touched the baby's head. Right. And, and I think jealous. that that I I think she met the baby. She did. In the most simple we, of terms. We haven't met the we baby. We haven't met the baby. Nope. We're but anyway, so we'll see about the next one, the next episode. Yeah, I'm hoping that we get to, to kind of talk a little bit about specific um, our our expectations and the plan for going into labor. And then we can have another one after the baby's born where we can talk about how none of those things happened <laughs> as planned. How the best laid plans. Yeah. Uh, 
go to craziness. And then after that, I assume... How we have doulas. Right. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about with the actual labor itself. Um, And then I I would think that most... Once the baby's born, all these podcasts are going to be taped at like four in the morning. Probably, yeah. Um, They'll probably be crying in the background, you know. We might have to go to more than once a week just because we're going to be bored. This is true. There'll be nothing else to do. Care for it's gonna a become young... the most boring show. <laughs> All right, not well, for us. No, not for us. <laughs> Maybe we'll only release like every seventh episode. Um, no, but this was fun. Yeah, agreed. I think that. Uh, I think we're rocking it. I think so too. And if you know us, then you're. That's probably you. Probably are only listening to this if you know us. But right. Let us know what you think. Right. And uh, don't forget to visit our sponsors. Yeah, which we don't have yet. Well, you gotta say that before they. Before they start giving us money. Right. Okay. And then I think we get to quit our jobs and become full-time parents slash podcasters. Amazing. Looking forward to it. So so Talk to you soon. Ciao. Hey, don't write yourself off yet. It's only in your head you feel left out or looked down on. Just try your best. Try everything you can. And don't you worry what they tell themselves when you're away.